Think meditation is hard? Do me a favor. Take a slow, deep breath in. And now breathe out. Congratulations. You just meditated. Hi, I'm Crystal Joukowsky, and this is Breathe In, Breathe Out, a weekly mindfulness and meditation podcast for anyone ready to own their own shit and find a little peace while doing it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Breathe In, Breathe Out. I am Crystal Joukowsky, and as always, I'm so thrilled and excited that you are here today. I'm I'm just on cloud nine and vibing with our guest. And I'm excited to like just to introduce you to her and have this conversation so that we can all just open up a little bit and feel free and easy. So today I get to talk with Liz Dubay, a certified sex therapist, coach, and licensed marriage and family therapist who loves working with people who really want to better understand themselves sexually and feel sexually empowered. She's helped thousands of men, women, and couples feeling stuck sexually and is working her ass off to save the world one bedroom at a time. And I am telling you, if you have not heard of her or gone to her you or her TikTok channel, you got to go check it out. She is absolutely hilarious, very open and just fun. So I highly encourage you go talk sex with Liz, check her out on TikTok and oh my God, welcome. Thanks, Crystal. Do you flatter all your guests so much? I feel so special after that introduction. That's just, oh, honey, we're talking sex. We're talking, the the thing is with my audience, with you listeners, we have talked a lot about self-care. We have talked about opening up. We have talked about self-ownership. And I really, Liz, in that realm I'm so excited that you're here because I think that this is one of those areas that we just, we are still not talking about it enough. And so we personally don't know where we're at. And so to have you here and to be able to just open up that and break it out a little bit is, it's just thrilling. So it's all you, baby. It's, I'm excited. (laughs) I love, and I love talking about self-care because you know what, if, if, you're not having a sex drive if you're struggling sexually. Oftentimes, it can be really related to lack of self-care. And so I think that this is such a perfect meshing of topics because what you do outside the bedroom is what you do inside the bedroom. You know, like they say, you're this wherever you go, there you are. and and we can't really separate the two. If you're not doing self-care, that's going to block things. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, there's this quote online that I've, I'm going to paraphrase it. So many people have paraphrased it. I apologize to whoever said it first because I'm not sure who you are, but the paraphrasing over paraphrasing is basically that the relationship that you have with others is simply a mirror of the relationship with you that you have with yourself. And this is so true in every avenue of your life and yet in the bedroom or outside the bedroom, wherever it is that you get a little sexy and fun, that is absolutely a reflection of your own relationship with you and where you're at and how you feel. So how do we break that down? How do we open that up? So Liz is here to help us. Liz is here to talk about that and break it open. So what brought you to sex therapist? Hmm. Well, it's my second career, 
But I, you know, when I, when I look back in who I am as a person and, and what brought me to this work, because it's, it's pretty hard to separate the therapist from the person is, is it was back when I was 16 working at Supreme Burger and I, I it was clean up at nine o'clock and we'd close the shop and we'd turn on Dr. Ruth on the radio. And I, I would listen to that. And I thought, this is the raddest woman. I want to be her when I grow up. And that was just a little twinkle in my eye. And it, you know, was delayed another 20 years. But I did grow up, my mom was really progressive. She was open about the topic of sex. It wasn't this taboo thing. She was open with her sexuality and sensuality. And so I saw her giving herself permission and showing up in ways that were sex positive and um, being open with my questions. And so I think growing up in that environment gave me the opportunity to get accurate information about sex. And then I started to notice, wait a second, other people don't have this. I had so many girlfriends that were shut off that didn't know anything. And then I thought, well, when I get older, after college, they'll figure it out. They'll take college. They'll figure it out. And and I had friends who were doctors, lawyers, jobs, and they were still shut off, clueless. And, And I at a very young age became kind of the, the, um, the unlicensed unofficial sex therapist in their lives. And so with that, it just became, it felt something that felt like, it, I guess it got reinforced this idea of exploring sex and sexuality. And I entered the field of psychology. I worked in psychology of work and did coaching and consulting related to that. But I didn't, you know, I was like, it took me a little while. I, I, you know, I guess I was a late bloomer. And so then this was my second career. And uh, it, it was just like, I got to do what I'm supposed to do in life and, and to figure out how to make money doing it. And, and so, yeah, it took me a little while, but I figured it out. So you had a progressive mom, you had someone who really modeled healthy sexual behavior. When you said, Hey mom, I'm going to be a sex therapist. Did she like high five you? What, what was her reaction? Okay. Well, <laughs> this, this was also a, a, a point where my mom passed away and that's when I decided to become a sex therapist. She died really young. She died at 52 and uh, and it was that that was one of the pivotal things is I thought, shit, if I've got her, if I die early, too, then I, I got to figure this out. And so those moments in life give you that carpe diem like, oh, man, life is short. And um, and so when I did decide to do it, it was funny. My sibling said, oh, my God, mom's going to be mom would have been so proud of you. <laughs> so she I think she would have loved it. She was pretty crass. And I, and I get a lot of that from her, you know? And, and so I, I think that she probably, you know, she's smiling up there. <laughs> Your loss saddens me. It breaks my heart. And yet I'm, I'm so glad that you have your siblings and that everyone is on that same boat. Yeah. She's definitely looking down just root, root. I'm in, I'm in a different boat. I'm in a different boat. I am one of those people that will closed off because I had a highly religious upbringing that was, mm-hmm. 
and the traditional, dare I say, inadequate, absolutely inadequate sex education that you get in the school system and whatnot with a very awkward conversation with the parent afterwards that makes you go, I'm not sure I really want to do that. So never mind. I'll just backpedal a little bit. And then you learn more from your friends or magazines or movies and whatnot than you actually get from anybody else. And it's really not healthy because it's not reality. It's not truth. So learning, wait a minute. So I should figure out what I like and it's okay to ask those questions and it's okay to try to figure that out. Like none of that was even in any kind of realm until much older. Um, I dare say within the last five, 10 years where I finally, and I've had two kids. So it's, it's been recently that I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Let's just, mm -hmm." and the middle schooler mind comes out. It feels like second puberty. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're shut down and then, and then we're expected to learn about sex from Hollywood and, you know, porn and that's all mythical. It's, it, it really is just so contrived and uh, it creates so many unrealistic romantic ideals, unrealistic performance. And it's, it is, I tell people get Hollywood out of your bedroom because that is really fucking a lot of people up that, that, yeah, not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all in a good way. Yeah. It's, it's tragic. It's absolutely tragic. I had somebody say to me, I really just don't know who I am in the bedroom because I know what I'm supposed to be. And I was like, what do you mean by you're supposed to be? And they were like, well, society says this. And I said, what's society? And they were like, well, let me quote this movie or let me quote this or let me, you know, and and I was like, no, 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 no. All of that's just bullshit. Let's forget that and start with the basics of inside and who you are. Yeah. And I think women in particular, you know, we are taught to follow and that shows up in the bedroom is that we follow our partners and and your story is really the majority, by far the majority from my experience. And, and, and so it makes sense to me that a lot of people aren't figuring things out until later in life, because, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're busy doing other things, <laughs> careers, marriage, children, and you just kind of follow what your partner where they lead you or you just kind of go with the flow and, and then you get to a place where you go, maybe you have this space to get curious. Yeah. So how do you start those conversations when you are finally in this space where you're like, okay, I think I want to open up. I think I want to explore. I think I want to like shed all the, crap that I've taken in and start finding my own thing. How do you start those conversations with partners? Yeah, I I think I always think about these two words, curiosity and compassion. I use those two frames as a frame of reference is that you start asking questions. What do you like? 
what are your what are your turn-ons? What are your turn-offs? And be really compassionate with the information that they share with you because so much of what we hold inside and are uncomfortable sharing is rooted in a fear of rejection, a fear of judgment. And so if our partners feel like we're going to yuck their yum, then we're, they're going to shut down and they're not going to truly share and be transparent about what they desire. And they're not going to be open with getting curious with you. They're not going to be open with being uh, playful or uh, experimental And we want them to show up in that energy. We can create that space by showing up with compassion and curiosity. And then if you're in a healthy relationship where there is, then that's going to be reciprocated. And so your partner then is going to start asking you questions about what do you like? Well, tell me, I, I want to know because anyone that cares about you, they want to know. But sometimes we don't really know. And I think this is one of the struggles is like, uh, okay, I think I like this, but I don't really know. And, and so I, I encourage you to show up from a blank slate, focus on five senses. You know, what, you know, how would you like to feel touch? How would you like to give touch? How would you like to receive it? Focus on um, things like smells, tastes. Um, and visuals. Uh, and so you t- tap into all those five senses and start to think about what are what are scenarios that have turned me on? And this is where Hollywood could be helpful is you could use what you've seen, what has turned you on? What has turned you off? What do you like to hear? Do you want to hear your partner say, yeah, fuck me, I love your tits, your ass. Or do you want them to say, oh, you have such a beautiful body. I love you. This feels so good. What sort of energy are you you longing for? And the more specific that you can be with your partner, then the conversation, you know, expands if they can be non-judgmental and curious as well. Like, what if you're the one that says, no, I can't like that, even though you do. And yet here you are saying, oh, what I really like is really wrong because of the closed offedness that you've been raised with. You know, this is something I work a lot on with clients. And, and so much of sex therapy is giving people permission to want what they want. And and to recognize that what you resist persists. And the more that you try to push down the things that you find erotic, the more they're going to keep bubbling up. There's no way. It's like it's like whack-a-mole. Like it's going to keep showing up. (laughs) Yeah, I would encourage I, I think this is this is hard because it's not just about okay, the sex therapist said, said it's okay. I mean, you've probably heard that what you're, you know, that your kinks or your fantasies are okay at, at one point or another, but there's that, that, that part of you that's just like, I don't care that someone else said it's okay. Cause this still feels wrong. And so I really encourage people to get curious with themselves. What is it about that? That feels like it's not okay. Where did you learn that? And do your values align 
with what you learned, because a lot of the things that we grew up with and that we learned from our parents, society, religion, those aren't necessarily our values. So why are you using someone else's values to measure what's right or wrong for you? So that would be a place to start. I certainly would encourage people to read books so that they can start to educate themselves with accurate information rather than relying on, you know, Cosmo's top 10 ways to get off or, you know, (laughs) I'm aging myself now. I remember my mom was like, you're not reading that shit. No Cosmo for you. (laughs) Like there's no shit in it. It's all about sex. It's good. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm never going to get an article in Cosmo now. I'm screwed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that I love your response because that's very much something that we talk about is the fact that whose voice are you really listening to? When you hear something that says you suck or that's wrong or you shouldn't be doing this or you should be doing that, whose voice is it really that's talking? Is it your personal inner voice? Is it your truth or is it that voice and truth that's society or the stuff that you grew up with or the other beliefs that came from other trusted sources and whatnot, like whose voice is telling you that that yum is yuck? Whose voice is telling you that you are wrong to enjoy something that feels so good? And once you understand whose voice it is, then it's a little bit easier to say, you know, I don't want to listen to that anymore because my body, my being is telling me this is right. Yeah. And if it feels right, then it's self-care. Like you are giving your body, your soul, your spirit, something that you desperately need. It's like the mm, form of self-care. Like, hello, let's do that. More of it, please. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I think that our bodies know what we what we want and what we desire, and our bodies often they're going to speak for us when we don't speak for our bodies. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just as simple as that. And 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 give yourself permission just to to want what you want, educate yourself, and you know, what is sexy and what turns our, us, us on can oftentimes be socially constructed, you know, like, like why isn't a big belly on a woman sexy? Why aren't saggy tits sexy? You know, I mean, so, so don't let those socially constructed ideas of what is sexy influence you to the extent that you don't get to lean into the things that turn you on or that you want because it's it's kind of like there's this weird narrow box of what's considered like sexy okay sex to have it's so funky and I think it really is it's like I, I I think it really is socially constructed Hollywood stuff Hollywood bullshit yeah stick in this box don't come outside of it don't test the norms, which are, there is no norm. Realistically, we are all so hugely different that that the entire realm of sex is so huge and vast and opportunistic on you can find something that works for you and it 
it'll just be amazing when you allow yourself to do that. Yeah. And if you lean into it, if you've got some kinks that feel like, oh, this is against the grain, honey, Google that shit. You will find somebody that likes the same stuff. You can find some groups to join and, and there's a whole world out there for you. You don't have to push it down. Try it out. If there's something that you're excited about and you're like, oh my gosh, that really turns me on, you may try it out and you may find that you absolutely love it and you want to do more of it. And yet you also may find that, you know what, that was a great one-time chance or a one-time opportunity or this or that, but it's not an every time kind of thing for me. It's like frosting on the cake. It's good to have a little, but not too much um, type thing. It's all about exploring. It's all about just saying, hey, where am I at and what do I want? Which just makes you even more attractive because you can guide people through that, right? Yeah. Me, Marge? Oh, yeah. Me or the person? <laughs> Me. Uh, whatever partner it is that you chose on whatever fun thing you're going to go for, Oh my gosh, I want to talk to you about a conversation that we had and you mentioned um, women and how women often end up closing down in public and they have to put on all this protective gear. Can you, can you re-expand on that for our listeners? Because I just like when you mentioned this concept, I just was sitting with it saying, That is so absolutely true on so many different levels. And it's not just women that go through this, but it's like everyone goes through this in some way, shape or form. So I just, with that opening, can you dive into it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I love talking about this. I think it's, it's kind of, it's related to this idea that, that clients will come to me and their sexuality has been shut down and then they get married. Maybe they were saving themselves for marriage or maybe they become a mom. There's a transition in their life where they go, I'm shut. I'm trying to turn it back on and I don't know how to turn it back on. And they don't realize that all day long or all their lives, they've been shutting down their sexuality because of a fear of being shamed, being, being slut shamed, being told that, you know, you, you, you have to be, you can be a little bit sexy, but don't get slutty. And so there's this as the judgment of other people, other women that might judge us for, for showing up in, in a way that is like, like, who, who do you think you are? Or, or, you know, you, just like the judgment about being slutty. And then there's also the piece of our safety, is that we walk around all day long shutting down our sexuality because we have to keep ourselves safe. And and some of that some of that is real danger from being assaulted and some of that's just the emotional danger from being verbally assaulted from uh, from people that are that think that because we're dressing in a certain in a way that that is sexy and makes us feel good is us saying, I'm asking for it. Like this idea of that, that a woman dressing a certain way would be called, would be calling someone to come and rape her saying you want it. And, and so there's, there's so many messages about the, women that is that we're constantly being shut down and then we go into the safety of our own home our own homes and now it's like okay let's flip the switch and that's hard to do 
and and or being a mom all day where you're you're being a mom and and you know you can't be on the playground dressed sexy you've got to dress like the other moms because you don't want the other moms to 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 judge you that you're trying to be sexy you're a mom don't try to be sexy you're a mom now that's that period of time is done you get to be sexy during these small little windows in your lifespan and now you don't get to get be sexy anymore and but then you go to your relationship and then you're trying to figure out how do I ignite my desire and you don't even realize you've been shutting it down for years on a daily basis and and so so many women I'm working with is is I'm working on the basics of figuring out where their desire got lost along the way. When did they start shutting it down and how to give themselves permission to start igniting it again? Because it is hard if you I think that especially like maybe going out in the corporate world thinking, you know, you're, you're in a job and you feel like, well, I can't dress too sexy because I don't either want to be sexually or harassed. And I also want to be taken seriously. And so there's so much that goes into us on a daily basis about squashing it. And, and, and I think that men don't as often have to experience that. And so that that is often one of the big reasons why there's this discrepancy in desire between men and women. And and I and I think it's important for women to hear that, to normalize that so that we don't have to feel like we're broken. We're not broken. We've just been protecting ourselves. And it's hard to to flip that switch when you get into the safety of your home and go, okay, I've been squashing it all day. Now, how do I? How do I ignite things? Yeah. It's that little kid trying to reach for the candy jar and their hand keeps getting smacked away. And eventually they just learn, okay, fine, I don't want the cookie jar. And here we are, like, we've been thinking, well, maybe I want the cookie jar. Never mind, I can't. I've got to breastfeed or I've got to go cook dinner. I've got to do some laundry. I've got to go to the corporate world. I've got to do this. And it's like, well, when do I have the opportunity to go to that cookie jar? When do I have the option to do that? And how do you, like you said, flip that switch from, okay, now I've, you know, now that I've been everything else, everyone else needs me to be, I get to do this for 10 minutes and then I've got to go back to, it's not easy to do that. And it's really unfair. My husband and I, we went on a vacation and he encouraged me to dress up for this one outing. And I just looked at him and I said, and I got dressed and I, and he was like, are you, are you sure? Cause I'm, I, I like to dress nice. I like to feel good because it just makes me feel even better. And I really want to put myself out there. Um, but I dressed down that day and I was wearing like a t-shirt and some shorts and, you know, it was cute, but it wasn't what I normally would wear. And he was like, why are you wearing that instead of this? And I said, because you're not going to be with me for a little while in this place. And if I dressed in that outfit, more people would be looking at me and I would personally feel uncomfortable and unsafe because what are people thinking about me in this space? Because I would be dressed a little bit more whatever than the locals or the other people that are around here. And I'm not ready to be in that space. But that also meant, like you're saying, that we would come back at the end of the day and he wanted me to feel sexy and fabulous all day so that we could come home and I was like, I can't, I can't do that for my own safety, for my own, I've got to feel okay. And 
and finding that balance between what works for me and how do I take care of me and then how do I express me later. It doesn't mean that it's not possible, guys. It does not mean that you cannot do it and you cannot figure out ways to flip that switch. It means that you get to be aware of it and you get to say, hey, you know what? I want to make this happen. And I know that I have to go out into the world and I have to put my armor on for the day. And I am setting an intention for the evening to be able to take all that armor off and be me in all of my glory. And so you set little steps or little things throughout the day or for when you get home, maybe you're going to have dinner delivered or maybe someone gets home before the other and they start a bath or what little steps can you put into action into play so that you can more easily slip into that and out of the armor that's there. It's totally possible. You can absolutely do it. Liz, you have a four-week online coaching program. Yes. that's. I mean, this is... It's so... First off, I just want to say that was such a great exact example of what women experience every day. And, and the fact that, that I love how you explain that, because I think people really need to relate is that we are all struggling with this married, single, divorced moms, no moms. And I just I love that that was such a great example to be able to help people really grasp it. And and those examples are what help people in my program. It's a it's a four week online coaching program. I and I designed this because I get so many clients. I have too many clients, and and some clients, a lot of clients can't afford therapy. And so this is a great program for people who who maybe they don't want therapy, they can't afford therapy. And this is a program that could is really designed for women who are struggling with desire or they just want to be sexually empowered. They're like, I don't really know where to begin. And this and through the four week online online coaching program with me, I actually give them the tools to be able to start identifying what are you doing that's shutting it down, tools to be able to prioritize sex and start to ignite things, tools to be able to communicate to their partners about what they've figured out through that program. And you will get weekly time with me and with with specific guidance to be able to walk you through this program on a weekly basis. And um, and every week there's also a Q&A where you can ask me any question and and make it specific to you because I it's not just this cookie cutter, cutter idea of what ignites desire because everybody's going to be different. And so you've got to figure out what ignites desire for you. And so that's where the 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 tools that I give you help you to identify that. And then I'm there to be able to answer questions to walk you through it. And, and that's, that was my way. This is like one more way for me to, to save the world one bedroom at a time. Cause I was like, one-on-one coaching and one-on-one therapy is not getting me there fast enough. Yeah. So two questions for you <clears throat> in your course. Can like does everybody know that it's you, like me in your course or no, is it it's like completely anonymous? Okay. Yeah, because people don't want to talk about that. So it's a so it is in a Zoom format. 
but you only get to see me. And then all of my participants, I encourage them to create their naughty diva names. And those are the names that they'll be using in the, in their communication with me and the communication with the group, but no one will be on video except for me and nobody will be using their real names. I'll make, be making sure they have their naughty, like, you know, uh, Francine loves to fuck or is hoping to fuck, I don't know, whatever your names that you end up creating to get you in that mindset. And then I have one other question. You've said that it's for women who are struggling. And I know that there are men who also struggle. Are there, have you had men that have taken this course and been able to just learn a little bit more about themselves and freeing up? Or do you try to stick more with the feminine side? I really stick with the feminine side. I really stick with that, that it is designed for women. And there's a number of reasons for that throughout the years. I've found that a lot of the same tools work for my guys who are struggling with desire, but it, it's a, it's, it's a really different framework that, that affects men. And so um, even though the, the same mindset goes into it, when I treat clients for this, men or women, it, I found that in order for me to really have a program that fits, fits, it's really is for women. So that'll be like the 2.0 for the, for the guys, you know, someday when I get enough of them that want to participate. <laughs> when you have this, yeah, that is fantastic. I stole a quote from your website and I just want to read it right now. It says, we find that most problems with sex are driven by things that are not directly related to the actual act of sex. It's all of the other stuff. Stuff like insecurities about our bodies, beliefs we have about what good sex looks like, how men and women are supposed to perform sexually, overall dissatisfaction in our relationships related to unresolved conflict, resentment towards our partner, communication difficulties, respect, loyalty, trust, et cetera. You guys, I cannot tell you enough how important it is to get in touch with you. Get in touch with who you are, what you like, what you're excited about, what excites you. You'll feel more alive. You'll feel more expressed. You will feel more open and ready to just experience life in every way, shape, and form that is possible. Liz, is there anything else that you want to add to our little chit chat before we head out? Yeah. Well, I, I do want people to go to my TikToks. I have so much fun with that. I know. And so, I mean, I just, I just get excited. I get so excited when people see it because you know, it brings me back to, to my twenties and my friends didn't know what a cock ring was. And I, that's a really important thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's very beneficial. No, but I just, I just, um, I, I, I would love people to go to my website, talksexwithliz.com and see what I have to offer. I, like there, I've written blogs. I've on, I'm on podcasts all the time and I just want to share it because people need accurate information and it, it the world that we live in right now it is it's hard for women to be able to figure out how to balance these 
these lives of we're, we're so busy, we're sacrificing all the time for so many people. And sex is supposed to be a selfish act. It's about pleasure and connection. And if we're, if we're constantly doing things for other people, then, then sex begins, what is one more thing on our to-do list? Like that's, you know, and, and so you're not going to really find yourself in that experience if you aren't giving yourself permission to be able to lean into what what you want and to also start giving yourself permission to say no and to do the self-care that you're always touting. And I, I think um, it's important. I think women just don't even have a clue sometimes. Like they're wondering why they've lost their desire. And I'm like, duh. Of course you've lost your desire. Of course you're struggling sexually. And uh, and so yeah, I just really I'm I'm wanting to help. <laughs> and a topic that I love. Right? You said a couple of things I just have to bring out again. So number one, permission, you guys, I keep telling you guys, permission to be you always. That means permission in every way, shape and form. Not only are we giving it to you, you need to give it to yourself. We are telling you that it is okay to have permission and give yourself permission to enjoy that. And the other thing I want to just bring out is consent, guys. That's one of the conversations you need to have with your partner is just what is yes? What does yes mean? What's no? And what's okay and what's not? And you need to stick to that and be solid in that. So permission to be you and consent, have those conversations. Liz, I have a few questions for you. Green or orange? Orange. City or country? Country. <laughs> Large groups or personal time? Large groups. Pine trees or salty ocean air? Salty ocean air. Mm. Which season and why? Fall because it reminds me of when it was time to go back to school and I'm an extrovert. So during the summer I got lonely. I wanted to see everybody and, and go to school. And it was a safe refuge for me growing up. Oh, wow. And my last one is as far as self-care goes, what is the most unique form of self-care you like indulging in? I was going to say masturbation, but that wasn't unique. <laughs> That's just on the tip of my tongue because I, I don't think I said masturbation in this whole podcast. And so I think I think I couldn't leave without saying that. Um, OK, so the most unique. Oh, I don't know if this is unique, but um, when uh, my partner and I, the house that we live in, we um we gutted it and we made a bedroom into a bathroom. So I have a huge bathroom and I like to have just nice, slow mornings, getting myself ready, taking a shower in my beautiful shower, being able to be in an environment that I, that I feel like is beautiful. And I am, and, and I get to take my time to listen to music, listen to podcasts, and slowly get ready and work out the kinks in my curly hair. And, um, and, and yeah, so those, those mornings are really uh, important to me and having a beautiful space to have that time alone with myself. 
That is so beautiful and so perfect. Hey guys, did you hear that? She likes to have slow mornings, slow mornings. Get into your day nice and easy and create this beautiful space that you can do that in because that's just a reflection of you and where you're at. So you can find Liz at TalkSexWithLiz.com on the TikTok, Talk Sex with Liz. She's got a YouTube channel, Talk Sex with Liz. I'm telling you, she's just fabulous and fun. And I spent the morning just giggling and listening to TikToks anyway, just because it, you know, it puts me in the mood to chat with you. So check out her online course and find her any which way that you want to. And realistically, as I always say, if you're not quite ready here, if Liz doesn't really work for you and yet you're interested in it, find somebody who does. Find somebody who helps to open you up and helps you to explore everything there is to explore about your personal intimacy or personal connection with yourself physically. How do you feel and how do you connect with the people around you? Liz, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Crystal. Oh man, I love your energy. You just make, oh man, you just, it's like, just, it was a blessing to be here. I really enjoyed talking with you and seeing your face and (laughs) your smile. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. You are an absolutely beautiful human being inside and out. And I'm just grateful for you. So, hey guys, until next time, we'll see you here on Breathe In, Breathe Out. I hope this moment of self-care and healing brought you some hope and peace. I'm Crystal Joukowsky on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and I hope you check us out and follow along for more content coming soon. I look forward to being with you again here on Breathe In, Breathe Out. Until next time, take care.